Welcome to the Millionaire Way podcast with Sargam the energy guru I help successful people connect with their inner abundance using principles of energy to unlock their true potential helping them create massive success in their personal and professional life so that they can live their greatness I firmly believe that abundance is a state of being and each one of us can tune to create a life of prosperity and happiness welcome to the show welcome to the millionaire way show with energy guru sargam and today i have a very interesting personality on my show he is an olympic equestrian author trainer competitor and a qualified level 2 instructor and coach educator imtiaz anis Imtiaz internationally competed at the Sydney Olympics in 2000 and the World Equestrian Games in Spain in 2002. Won a bronze medal at the Asian Games in Thailand and a bronze medal at Asia Pacific Games in Australia. He was the first civilian to represent India at the Asian Games and win a bronze and also the first Indian to complete an Olympic 3-day event when he represented India at Sydney 2000 Olympics. He has recently released his book Riding Free a story about a childhood dream of representing India at the Olympics Work ethic believe in oneself and live your dream is the crux of this book The book is about finding your passion and then going for it And here I bring to all of you Imtiaz himself Hi Imtiaz Welcome to the Millionaire Way podcast and so and congratulations for your amazing book Riding Free. So, Thank you so much for having me on this platform. So Imtiaz, how did you start on this beautiful journey? You know, can we can we know about your early childhood and how did you begin to dream for Olympics? Well, ever since I was a child, you know, I was about four or five years old, I always wanted to represent India. I don't know why. It was just something that was always in me. I would give victory speeches and I would put chairs in my in my house and, you know, stand on them as if I was on the podium uh, and thanking everybody, you know. So it was just something. I didn't even know which sport it was. I was just something that I always wanted to wear. And I, it's, I was so proud that one day I will represent India. I was so young. I didn't know in which sport or anything like that. But it was something that was always there. And then as time went on, uh you know a question was always a part of my life because my mom and my grandfather both used to ride horses so i was taken to the riding club at a very young age and i found i was just passionately in love with horses uh for and i used to talk to them they were like my best friend mm-hmm. uh I, i was so little i couldn't even ride them but i would brush them and bathe them and all kinds of things so i got that uh, you know that bond started at a very young age wonderful so um so like you know i in, when i read your book there was a series of uh, you know people who came in your life who gently guided you onto this path so this journey basically you know if we say it it started with your dream but then you started uh, you know attracting people and mentors in your life who could just keep you on this path and encourage you and you know make way for you forward so uh, would you like to talk about that that is the most important thing and that's one of the reasons actually i wrote the book to tell people that you know when you have a goal that is so true and it's from your heart and for the right reasons i was not doing it for publicity i was not doing it because i wanted to keep somebody else happy or to prove a point i was just doing it because i wanted to do it you know and i think people see that people see that honesty people see that you know this person is really wants it from the heart and it's amazing how many people came to and and there was no money exchange and there was nothing in for them 
they, my goal became their goal you know and it was just lovely yeah. that how they came in and in so many situations as the book will tell you where i was failing and i was i was falling and i said this is it some like it was like a guided angel came into my life and gave me that energy and gave me that force to say keep climbing keep climbing and sometimes it wasn't always about keep climbing it was just support to just stay there because sometimes you just need to you know hand to be held you know as right. you would know that a lot so you know just like that where you just sometimes don't need to be pushed so it was just lovely that i had these people in my life i mean one of the biggest mentors was my coach you know i was only 11 years old when i met diana and yeah. she uh, ladies uh, 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 she was an expat's wife and when she came to uh, india she knew nobody in bombay you know in the concrete jungle coming from rolling hills of england and she met my mother and my parents and again welcomed her into our home we had no clue who she was or what she was but you know our home was always open and she came and spent uh, you know her days with us and she started training me at 11 and from 11 to 30 i had the same coach so wow. for 20 years she trained me with no exchange of any money nothing in return just because she just loved uh, you know the family she loved my dedication uh, and that's what it's all about so you know whenever i do these talks to kids also i keep telling them it's what you put in that the others will put in as well you know it has, it's a two way relationship yeah you know in, in the energy world we say when the student is ready the teacher appears yes <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I, i'm going to use that i'm going to use that line i like it i like it yeah so so i feel you know because of that passion and uh, you know the dedication that you had like it's interesting you know most of the times when i talk to people it's said that their childhood is all full of uh, confusion yes. you know what to do what not to do and you having that clarity early on in your life i'm sure you didn't know which sport but you were very clear about what is it that you wanted to see yourself as and i think that is where the law of attraction or you you say that the universe starts to conspire and start bringing you people and situations in your life so so there would have been times in your uh, in, in this journey like in your book also you say there were many failures uh, you know as compared to the successes that we see today so you know how 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 important it is to build that inner resilience in order to the resilience when you have that massive goal in front of you and how could you do that you know during this journey So I think it's important for two angles. One is, you know, I was put in that situation at a very young age. I went to boarding school, you know. Yeah. So you have to fend for yourself a little bit there. So that teaches you a little bit. I think today's day need we protect our kids away too much, you know. Everything, you know, they're thirsty, the bottle is, you know, we come running with a water bottle. It's okay. It's not the end of the world, you know. They've got we are we should be like a net for them, but let them experiment, let them fall, let them rise. It's all a part of life. But if we protect them too much, we're giving them a walking stick at too early age. Yeah. Now I was, you know, when you look at the book also, I hate to put it in that way, but I was a little privileged child. You know, I went to a good schools. Uh, I had my family support all the time. But so I could have been you know, a little bit of a spoiled kid in, in from Bombay if I didn't go to boarding school. Yeah. So I was lucky that I, my parents pushed me a little bit out of my comfort zone and said, "Let's see what he does." You know, so that helps a little bit. The next thing that I tell you when all these sort of situations is the people. You have to have positive people around you. I was very fortunate, right, from my parents to everybody around me. Even when I failed, it was never you've tried, you've done your best. Let's try something else. You know, it was what do you want? And I said, well, I want to represent India. And they said, well, then get back on the saddle. There was no questions, you know. I was to do, you know, why don't we try something else? This is too hard. Or the negativity was not there at all. Even in an idea, a lot of times when I came up with an idea, my parents would say, "Yep, sure, let's try it." it may not have done we may not have done it but at that time there was never a no it was more let's figure it out you know let's see what what the possibility is. is there somebody we know is there somebody who's already done it can we ask someone because we didn't know it's all yeah. you know deep waters and today's day and age that's what the kids also have you know they don't know the they don't know they're scared so a lot of them are scared and they're scared of failure as well so Absolutely. failure is a part of success you have to fail 
and it's all right it's about how you overcome those failures and it's not always overcoming it's always positive i hate to tell people this it's not that you know go with build character no 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 you when you when you're down it is down you know you feel terrible <laughs> but it's the support that you get from people family friends that keeps you going absolutely so um like you said you had this wonderful mentor called diana you had your parents you know supporting yes. you um uh, you know during the campaign and uh, you know sometimes even after this uh, you know we, we we feel really low um you know apart from the support so what was your inner game you know how did you master that you know that that moments of quietness solitude where you were going through your own doubts whether i'm on the right path is it the right career for me you know how did you manage to overcome those things well i think for me my my focus was so always the big picture and i always as a kid also i always looked back as you can say you know even the book i was writing right uh, thank you speeches at that young age so for me <laughs> whenever i went through those sort of stages i always looked to the people that helped me throughout my journey and i said i can't let them down you know so i have to keep going it's look at the amount of people that have put in their energy into me look at the amount of people that have gone out of their way which they didn't have to you know they really didn't have to but they did it for me so i can't let myself go down so mm-hmm. that's the thing that kept me going my horses that was another thing that was a real positive energy for me because it was something i loved whenever i was low i would go and spend time in the stables i would spend time with them i would go for a ride so things like that physical exercise was another thing so there were lots of it's not one thing when something's like this happen you have to have two three things that help you so absolutely my mind wise it was all about look at the people that have made this dream come true for me people have really really worked hard for me i have to keep going mm-hmm. when it came to my physical thing i do sport horses family friends all that kept me going and like how did you create that uh, mental or physical discipline in order to pursue a sport which is not very common you know yes. it's 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 not a, a, a masters game you know so, so how, yeah sorry so that is a very interesting thing because i even today when i teach kids you know i have my own equestrian uh, center and i tell yeah. them discipline determination always it has to be a part of your life and i was again fortunate with the boarding school because that boarding school mm-hmm. instilled that into you you know you have to get up at 6 you have to show up timing was really important dress up correctly be polite be you know so those sort of things were instilled that's why i'm a very i'm a real old school in that form that you know i think uniform is important i think it's important in school that they have a timing it's not like you know 8 to 9 come any time you know no no when yeah. my friends invite me for dinner at 8:30 i'm usually there when the hosts are not ready you know so they usually now they say party at 8:30 invite him at 9 o'clock because he'll come <laughs> at 8:30 and we won't be ready you know so it's yeah. something that has to be a part of your life i always tell people don't do it just for the lesson don't do it just only when you train don't do, you know it's got to be your way of life you have to be a disciplined person to achieve things like this in anything you do in your life so it doesn't have to be sport you look at successful people all of them have the same work ethic yeah that is what keeps them successful not because they're smarter than you they're not smarter than us or or, or smarter than the next person but they have the work ethic so i always tell my students also that hard work beats talent always you know talent can talent can only take you to a certain place and there are many talented people around the world in india itself we got huge talent but they don't have the hard work they don't have the work ethic they don't have the you know and the family support you know when you see some of the kids oh my oh he's got a little bit of cold he'll go late today or don't go to school tomorrow no no you got to stick with the program you got to keep pushing and keep working and it's not about winning and losing it's the journey absolutely and in that journey what or who you become i think that is what stands out and you know it's it's shines um, um in the long run because if you're working for a goal or pursuing a goal that is a very short lived uh, success absolutely yeah 
So, I mean, a perfect example would be as the Olympic Games that just got up. Uh, you know, we had seven medals. Everybody was so excited. People have forgotten their names already. You know, nobody even knows who they are. So, what happens to the 125 out of one billion people in this country? 125 only went to the Olympic Games. We don't even know their names. You know, yeah. they did the same sacrifices. They worked as hard. They put the same training in. So, you know, it's very short-lived. So, it's a, it's their personal journey that you have to look at. Don't do it for others. Don't do it to make somebody else happy. Do it for yourself first. You have to be happy inside you first. Then you can give happiness. You have to have it to give it. You know, these are these are the uh, things that we we talk about in the energy world. You know, follow your joy, follow your passion. Yeah. But at times, the rational mind, you know, it, it keeps telling you, okay, but, you know, whether there is money in this, you know, will I be able to sustain myself? Is this career good for me? And those are the doubts that cloud people. But I think you know, with with a kind of determination and discipline, we can we can keep a control or check. on these external factors i i totally agree with you because i think this is where the mistake is happening and now that you said it in fact i'm just thinking of it while you while we're talking about it is because i always say you will make money if you do something you love but then you have to put the other part to it you see most other people because they when they're a doctor engineer you know yeah. when they're going to the no it it's so structured for them they don't have a chance while in the other field when you're living your passion you do have a chance to get slack and most people do for me like for me i if i got up or didn't get up who's there to tell me that matter because i'm i'm going to ride a horse you know horse can wait for now but that never happened i was always up at even till today i'm up at 5:30 every morning that's just in, in instilled in me if i have if i teach a lesson and i tell my students lesson at 6 if they come at 5 to 6 they're already late you know because i'm never there i'm always there before so these are the things that whenever you choose a path that is a bit out of the uh, norm when you choose something that is not uh, you know uh, conventional you have to work even harder absolutely and i think people have started resisting hard work because we've started talking about you know the law of attraction doing the work for you for you but people don't talk about Very you good. know the the required action that needs to back that uh, thinking all, or intention right? absolutely they all want to be a millionaire that's it they all want to be you know that's the absolutely. first thing absolutely yeah and i think you know that, that is that is what we need to emphasize the first thing that you said you know we don't have to be afraid of failures that's so important because that is where people just slip um, you know most of the times from their goals because they do not see results and also intias for you also you know it, it was a journey of preparing and preparing and preparing for for the olympics right so in this preparation also uh, you know there would have been times when uh, like for example uh, uh, your first uh, i think it was uh, your first horse you know when he broke his leg it was something that probably could have brought you down that this is not meant for me or probably it's a bad omen you know this yes, happened yes. for the first time in my life you know these uh, so so these demons keep cropping up in our mind as well so how do you balance that you know the the mental part of it or you know do you do meditation do you do you do <laughs> anything that keeps you aligned or it is just the the firm focus that you've been following you know the north star the it's the firm focus nothing else and you know it's amazing when you stay so focused people come like when that happened i was crushed i was in a in a place that it was not very nice i was working long hours it wasn't the right training my horse had just broken his leg and exactly what you said you know being, being indian we uh, these things come in these superstitions come in our mind this is a sign from god this is a sign <laughs> from there you know these are it's all no no it's all in our mind you know we, we 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 but i didn't let anybody know about it firstly because i didn't want anyone to know that i had failed and i just didn't know but then 
you know Beverly MacArthur you know uh, you know she's a member of uh, her husband was a member of parliament senior senior Australian yeah. family just made that phone call that day and she said how are things and i just broke up broke down literally because i could not bear it i was so upset you know and that's another thing i wanted to be it's okay to cry you know it's all right get it off your chest you know people boys can't cry you know men can't cry you know this yeah. all these are all these are things that we, which we have in our mind we have to stay away from all the stereotypes and she said i'm coming to pick you up we're going to come and stay at my house and that was it you know 3 years i lived with an australian family who i never knew and they took me apart as their family it's like from day one i was given you know chores okay you'd pick up sarah you'd drop james you'd do this you'd do that you know dinners mm-hmm. at this time and you know we just became one family so there was not like here's an outsider or you know now we have a, it's a burden we got to look after him i wasn't treat, i was not treated anything differently i was treated like like all of them from day one which is beautiful you know but it's also the way you do it you know like i was always helpful i never was late slack sleeping i would be always there with bev saying oh, what can i do can i help can i wash dishes can i take something i'll i'll pick up the kids i'll drop the kids uh-huh. so you know it's also your attitude that has to work towards it you cannot be only receiving that's another thing because people get tired of giving also right right you know? and also this thing of birthright i think this is a big thing that we should talk about because a lot of people think no no you know it's our huck no there's nobody is nothing is anybody's birthright you mm-hmm. work for it it's your attitude it's your uh, uh, the way you look at life and the way what you do for others as well then it comes back it takes a full circle yeah it's, it takes a full circle absolutely and i think you know people when they when they start giving they start expecting yes too soon yes yes and they give with actually they give with the mind already of what they're going to expect that itself they're going to get less yeah. so i can guarantee you'll get less <laughs> but if you just give without even expecting like even in today's day and age people are sending you a gift and two day one, uh, you know immediately that message comes you know like they haven't received a thank you note or thank you you know what i mean it's uh, because our technologies like that you know today you send a whatsapp message you expected reply in the old days you have to in my school you have to write a letter post it two days to reach home <laughs> to come back for a reply so you had patience now it's one message you send it send you literally looking at the phone i haven't received a message back you know how, how so that's how the world has become i know um so so you know if i have to um ask you three things that you that you would say are really important for maybe you know when you are a student or when you are pursuing your dream three qualities that are super important to have uh, you know to have a kind of success that you achieved today <laughs> three things i think the first thing is you got to work hard you have to have the work ethic i mean there's no substitute for that you know i never had a sleep in i never uh, took days off and even when i was a kid i just loved it even when i look at sport whatever sport i did i trained really hard but you know i used to dream about that that's why i could train hard so when i was a swimmer i was already when i used to swim my laps i thought i was in the olympics even for my day to day swimming you know if when i was a runner i thought i was you know like at the starting blocks i thought carl lewis was next to me on the right i'll be looking and in my mind i'll be saying carl fine you know like people would think i was crazy so i visioned all these things all the time i have a big visionary even now whenever i want something i i think about it first you know i plan i don't you got to have the, the the vision has to come first so that's something i always say have that big vision always think big yeah. never never re- because it doesn't cost to think absolutely why restrict the thinking process why go for uh, level 2 if you're 10 on 10 go for 11 on 10 so what you, who knows you never you may not get it but you're not you don't have it now anyway so at least you can dream about it so even when you dream make sure you dream really big whatever mm-hmm. it is whatever you want in your life it doesn't have to be sport it could be you could be the best uh, mother you could be a, you know you could be the best chef you could be a best uh, you know in uh, artist whatever field you like it doesn't have to be the uh, conventional field so I always tell people think as big as you like and with the dreaming so that would come as one 
Mm-hmm. And the third thing I think is really is attitude. That is very, very strong. You know, you have to be humble. Uh, I think this is something that people mistake, you know. It does, you know, there's so many good people out there and it's, you have to always respect people first because you never know how many people you need to achieve your goal. Even though if mine was an individual sport, yeah. it's a team effort. You know, you saw how many people, if it wasn't for Diana, it wasn't for Beverly, it wasn't for my parents, it wasn't for the small, small people, even like the Sangwan, you know, the Mr. Sangwan, the, the yeah. parents, if it wasn't for him, I would have not got anything what I've got, you know. And I remember each and every one of them, you know, it's, uh, even in the book, it just came back all those memories because they really did so much for me. I'm so blessed, so blessed. And I think that attitude of gratitude that you have, you know, which, which reflects in, in the entire book is another thing that uh, that will take, you know, uh, the readers also, you know, we feel that uh, energy, you know, when we are reading it, we feel that love, we feel that connection and relationship that you have with every person that you've come across, even your horses, you know. So uh, this is interesting because, you know, most of the time the sports, you know, it's a team effort, but a different kind of team effort. But with, with you and your horses, you know, there is a relationship that needs to be built in order to, because like their success depends on your success, your yeah. success depends on their success. And these people cannot talk, these animals cannot talk. And it's, so how did you, how did you bond with these horses? And, you know, I, I think it, it requires a lot of human, uh, you know, humanness and love that uh, goes into this. But I want to know, how do you do that? You know? Well, I think the first thing is, you know, what I love about the animal is that, you know, it's got, it's such a big animal. So it's not one like yeah. a dog where it's going to uh, wag its tail and run and jump on you. You know, it just yeah. it's quiet. And you have to give all the time. You have to have patience. So the one thing horses teach you is patience. So, you know, you, you cannot rush it. Uh, you cannot have it now. You cannot demand it. You want, you give it a pat. You don't expect a pat back. Like a dog <laughs> will give you a pat back immediately. A horse will yeah. just stand there. So it teaches you a lot of things. So it's about just spending time with them. It's like, you know, I, I'm sure you've been in a situation like this where you're with your best friend. You don't have to talk to each other. You can still be in the same room and that's enough. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's not continuous conversation. You can be in a long drive sometimes, you and your, uh, you know, with your husband or with your partner. Yeah. You don't have to be talking all the time. It's just that you're there and that's enough. So that's, the, that's that level of friendship. Where, where you don't have to even speak to a friend from uh, every day. And then when you speak, you, you, you leave, uh, you know, you start where you left. That's the kind of relationship you have with horses. Because there's no uh, immediate uh, reaction for yeah, them. Yeah, reaction. That's, you, that's know, true. you just spend time. It's so therapeutic. It's unbelievable. I have so many clients now even coming to my place. They love to groom the horses, bathe the horses. Because they just stand there. They just wait. And you cannot rush it. So even if you're in a rush, they're not in a rush. So it just teaches you. Take a deep breath and just blow out. You know, yeah. same when we ride these horses. I tell my students the same thing. You are not going to achieve anything today, tomorrow or the next month. You have to just take your time. Every day is one step, one step, one step. And that's the beauty of our sport. It teaches you so much patience. It's unbelievable. And I'm not a very patient person. So it's really amazing how even my friends and family says that and everywhere else, you're like running, running up, down. Let's go, let's go, let's do this, let's do that. But when you come sit on a horse, you just sit. You don't do anything. I said, that's what the horses taught me. It's a meditation, I feel. You yes. know, you're talking about it. It's just like a meditation. Absolutely. The more you start anticipating and thinking that, you know, this will happen or this will happen. And it doesn't happen, you know. You have to give it <laughs> time and you have to be present. So true. You know? So 
it's beautiful you know the, when you read all of these things i think as a child everybody has that love for animals but uh, most of us are contained with you know the smaller ones which we can tackle you know uh, so so just seeing you know or being in a sport wherein you have a responsibility of of this beautiful uh, you know animal or a companion and then uh, going forward and you know sometimes like i i was also um, going through one of your interviews where you said that uh, you had this fear that what will i answer to my horses if i don't win yes. you know how am i going to how am i going to uh, tell them yes. that yes. oh this is not happening or if i win i would be putting a medal around them yes. you know that kind of bonding and love and affection is is i think uh, is understood by everyone it so it's a, you know it's a, a young boy uh, it's a friend's son you know he's only 8 years old so he in fact just yesterday he sent me a message he says uncle i have a question for you i finished your book i said yes so i called him up i said uh, uh, what's the question he said how do you remember everything he said this is so bad you've not forgotten anything in the book and i said you know how i remembered it it's the horses that remember i remembered so once i remember a horse which i'll never forget all the stories around that horse came about so mm-hmm. i stuck to horse to horse to horse rather than going from my life to life to life because these horses were such important parts of my life that once i thought of that horse i remember every story that was with that horse you know so that's how close they were even today when i have my own stable i have named the stable or each stable has a brass plaque with all those horse names not the horses oh. that I because rajesh arizona my first olympic horse spring in these were horses that meant so much to me and i could have not done what i did without them and they were not any great fancy horses it was that relationship we have you know it's that special bond that we had that we could achieve that they were not any top level they were not really expensive horses they were not high quality or high bred they were just normal and this is what i try to tell people in life also the first ventures when you go to school they're mm-hmm. not always the most successful people in life you know so sure. <laughs> so it's not about being success people get this wrong thing that making money is success that mm-hmm. is not success at all anybody can make money if you really put it that way that is not success it's quality of life that you had the journeys that you had the people that you met the people that have touched you the people that you've touched the people that you've done things for you know those are things that actually matter in life i completely resonate with it and you know uh, and probably in this journey of success you know people miss out on those relationship because they are in so much hurry of reaching success that they miss out on the interactions that they yes. have on the journey and uh, what you've done beautifully is you know captured all those relationships and you know brought about uh, the significance or importance of nurturing relationships and uh, you know also paying a lot of deep respect and gratitude to the people who have been around you and i think <clears throat> gratitude is such a integral part of your book that uh, you know we all feel that it is so important to be grateful because that is when we can we can receive more and more or tune into that energy of yes. uh, receiving so it's just amazing to uh, read this book the other thing is you know you also talk about purity of intent you know purity of intent and how you navigate your journey using that intention so uh, do you like you said you use visualization you know dreaming big uh, apart from that uh, you know when you talk about purity of intent what was that purity of intent for you so in a way mine it could not be as uh, philosophical as you would like it <laughs> but for me purity of intent was more what i tell kids today i gave a talk to a school and i said don't make your dream because your parents want it don't do it because your friends are doing it don't do it because that's the thing to do you know that's where the purity comes in you have to do it because you really really want it you get up every morning thinking about it you sleep every night 
thinking about it. You dream every night thinking about it. That's what pure, how pure it has to be. That should be something that you really want for the right reasons, not because it makes more money, not because it's going to make you popular, not because you know you're going to be you know meet the who's who or become a celebrity or be page three. These are the, these are not those will happen, and it, it and that's fine. It's not a wrong thing, but it's not the reason why you do it. You know, for me, I did it not because of any other reasons. I didn't do it, and that's why I tell people even today: when you choose something, don't you gotta get out of your comfort zone. Don't go to a, go somewhere because that class is convenient, or because the people from the building are going, so we should also go. The car is going, so we can go in the same carport. Those are just standard, normal standard things. You gotta mm-hmm. get, you gotta push your limits. You gotta get out of that comfort zone because you really want it. You will achieve it. People will see that. I see it now with my kids that come and train with me also. There's some who just come, take a riding lesson, and they go. There's mm-hmm. some that come because mom and dad are paying the bills, and they and that's what mom and dad wanted. And there's some who absolutely want it, you know. And you can see that. So those are the people. When you have that sort of purity, everybody sees that. It's not. It, I agree. You don't realize it, but people do see it. People remember those things, you know. So it and that's what would take you to the next stage. Yeah, you can't hide the energy. No, you, can, you just you, cannot. No. Yeah. So, so, um, Imtiaz, uh, like your training facility, you know, the way I see you is like, you know, you have to be a good human being in order to be a great sports person. That yeah. is how I, I see your way of life. But, but how, how would you define this way of life for a, a successful person? No, I mean, I think it should be the way of life. You know, life important. should be. Firstly, you have to find something you're passionate about. You got to be something that you love, and it's okay if you don't have it. Because a lot of kids yeah. come and tell me, you know, we don't have it. We have not found it. But don't don't go in a short and don't make somebody else's passion yours just because you have to make it. You know, that's also wrong. It'll come. You got to give the time and figure it out. You know, and then put that time into it. In my school, it's also. it's about how much time they put with that work you know it's work ethic is so important in everything they do it's about time patience understanding there's so many things that can go into it and everything you do in life you just got to look at it more of a holistic way you know mm-hmm. what the biggest mistake is there is 2 plus 2 is 4 yeah. those days are gone now there's 2 plus 1 plus 1 is also 4 you can take half plus half you know there are many combinations and permutations that can still make 4 we were taught 2 plus 2 is 4 that's it we had no choices we were told this is the way and now it's not that way so let them be creative let them figure out their own ways find what 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 works for you because what works for me may not work for you and yeah. that's some interesting uh, that you brought up i was at a competition just to go a little sideline and i was training an all girls school team in mm-hmm. australia the national team and i worked with them for 4 years that you took them international so we were at a show and i was warming up one girl and then another girl came in and a parent asked me oh you know you warmed up this girl totally you know for 20 minutes and you gave my and this girl only 10 minutes oh just to give an example yeah two different girls i cannot warm them up the same way you have to look at their personality you got to look at who they are you got to look at what what, what their horse is it's a fact it's a whole thing has to be looked at it's not a production line mm-hmm. if i warmed up this girl for tw- the same amount as this girl she would have got fried in the warm up so you have to know that that's the difference in coaching mentoring they all different roles have to come into place yeah. and we need that all we need mentors we need life coaches we need coach because they can't give us different perspectives it's not only one you have to then combine all of them and get the best out of it absolutely you know on the same question you know most of the time um we feel that coaches or mentors are needed in the sports or you know where probably you need more experience but now more and more people are also talking about coaching for life for career you know 
how, being in this poll, uh, how, how do you see that uh, this is becoming more and more relevant and probably this is going to be the way if a person has to live a, a better quality life or you know succeed in life? I think it is better than actually education. To be honest, if I had my own school, I would have more mentoring classes than learning history and geography. Because <laughs> that you can learn from a book and today you can Google it and find out whatever any, anybody wants to find out. You don't have to study it like how we have to study yeah. hours and hours of, you know, how many people died in one war, you know, who, who really cares, you know. Because mentoring and coaching helps us so much in guiding us in knowing who we are, finding our people and pushing those people, you know, because that is so important. You know, when we are young, we have our parents. They're little, still, I'll be honest, whatever it is, but it's still bias because they're your parents. They only want the best for you. So there's not really thing. Then you go to school and colleges, you do have your, uh, your parents. Then you go to college, you have your professors. It's when you leave that, you have nobody. So you're out in this world. You are totally lost. You don't have a clue. So we need those sort of people. I always, uh, one of my uh, very good mentors told me this before at a very young age and said, get mentors in your life who are from different walks of life. So they could be doctors, they could be engineers, they could be IT, they could be musicians, they, whoever is successful in life and you look up to, you have to have that sort yes. of connection. Just someone you look up to that, I, I like the way they live life. Not that they got more money on the driving a Mercedes car, not because they're living in the high flying, you know, or they're flying first class everywhere, but it's the way of the type of person and then try and spend time with them. Most people like this abroad, which I don't know whether, I hope it comes to India as well. If you send an email to somebody with some connection, they would love to do that. And it's one morning breakfast. And mm -hmm. just talking to them because the amount of ideas you can get, the amount of thoughts you can get, they are successful, they've lived life, they've got the experience and they can help you in so many, so many ways. It's unbelievable. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think probably we are missing out on this thing and I, I hope more and more people realize that uh, coaching, mentoring or, you know, uh, even uh, taking decisions, a third party, you know, perspective of your situation. Absolutely. Really help you deal better with life and, uh, you know, hasten the process of uh, of taking, making decisions or maybe, you know, improving certain things in your life early on. So this is, um, so, so Imtiaz, can you also speak about uh, the training and uh, mentoring school that you have? Um, and probably, you know, people who are listening can benefit, you know, if they are in and around uh, <laughs> Mumbai, they can come and visit you. So we have a place called, it's called the Seahorse Equestrian. It's a beautiful, beautiful facility. It's owned by my parents uh, for many, many years. And now I've converted it into this whole equestrian uh, heaven. We've, it's a boutique stable, about 14 horses. And we're right on the beach. So it's really wow. a small, small fishing village. And let me tell you, there is absolutely nothing there, okay? So it is only our house. We're the only house on the beach right now. And yeah. even the town has, is very, very small. So there's no restaurants or shops or cafes. Not, not happening. So it's really very secluded and beautiful. But what I wanted to do was to give back. So we have students from all over. We have right now students from Delhi, Chandigarh, Orissa, all over. They come and they're residential. So they actually stay and they learn what the way of life is. They learn what it is to get up in the morning, look after horses, ride horses, train horses. So it becomes a part of their life to know whether this is what they want or they don't want to. Because it's a lot of work. So you have to love it. You have to want it to do that. And that's what happens to anything in life. Wherever you want to be successful, there's no shortcut. It's a lot of work that you have to put in. We also have people coming just for the weekend. So people from Bombay, we have people from Surat, Delhi, they come from families. So you can learn to ride there as well. So if you've never sat on a horse, you can get that uh, you know, riding lesson. But also we do a lot of therapy lessons. There's no charges for it where they, we teach them more the grooming, the brushing, spending time with their horses. We have lovely paddocks. The horses are out. They can spend time with them. It's great for kids. You know, yeah. it's like any other sport, uh, once the sport is over, you put it in your kit bag or your gear bag and it's over. 
with horses it's not over so yeah. whether you have a good day you have a bad day you have a good ride you even if you fall in off you come back you still have to look after the horse you still have to take it so it teaches them that it's not all about them it's not me 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 they've got something else to look after so it's just wonderful and it's the only sport where you know men and women compete together because there's no yes. strength there's no stamina it's all tact so it's great for kids also that are not very sporty you know because if you're not the fastest runner and you can't kick the football the hardest then what happens to you as a kid you're lost you know you then so then but they still want to do sport they can still ride because there's they, they don't need speed it's all tact it's like music you know they they got to have finesse they got to have understanding they got to have relationship so it teach it helps a lot it helps a lot of kids now we've gone into even kids which have got like adhd or they've got some yeah. you know things like that because it helps them because patience these horses teach them all that thing so it's a huge world out there which it's really wonderful for your for your families and for your kids to get that experience to be outdoors with an animal yeah it's beautiful and i think you know having that kind of setup you know people need to experience these things yes. i feel you know we can talk about it but once you experience um you know being with with the horses i think um it it would be a very different uh, kind yes. of understanding or relationship that one can develop with these beings also one question that is coming to me you know we we've spoken about this entire journey it's a competition right uh, intias so you know when you're competing with people or you know that uh, you're going to um, you know win a certain medal and you know there are levels you know gold and silver and bronze and you know so sometimes when you're competing um, as a sports person what goes in your mind you know, there are people who are seeing and passing judgment about various things but when you are in the sport and you put in all the hard work do you also have those lower emotions about competition or you know he doing better than me or she doing better than me how do you deal with that you know i do, i never did and i always tell my students don't compete with others you compete with yourself all mm-hmm. i look at it is i want to improve yeah everybody likes to win i mean i'm not going to take that away that's why we are competitive i'm very competitive as a person as well even if i'm playing monopoly with the family and all i'm there this <laughs> <laughs> board they all the board games we all we all all the whole family is like that you know we have, I have my son you know and when he was young some other family came and they said but you know let him have next, another chance i said no he's already missed his chance sorry he's not going to get another chance he learns I, you know <laughs> but that's who we are as you know that's who i am but when you come to this sort of level and as you go up the levels the winning does not matter because every it's so fine to win you know there only 1% per- 0.1% can win So it's not about winning it's about improving yourself it's about going to the next level it's about playing better than you played before it's yeah. about improving that timing getting it's what i always believe even at the olympic games i never look at all these things i look at pbs personal best you know if you can give your personal best at an olympic game to me that itself is a medal that yeah. means you have performed the best at the highest level because there's nerves there's tension there's stress in our sport is dangerous as well So you know there are lots of deaths that have happened out so when we go out there it's not like oh are we going to make the timing or not are we going to stay alive is another thing so we're scared we're nervous it's all a part of it but you know you got to have that little bit in you that you can do it but at the same time it's not all about the medals you know it's about doing your best doing your best and i think probably this this should be the uh, you know uh, outlook for for every person who is out there you know just be your best yeah. and that is how you can bloom and be the person you are um the other uh, thing uh, that i wanted to ask the uh, ideas is that you know um, the whole idea of writing a book how yeah. did this come through you know uh, because you, you just completed i think it's the olympics 2000 right yeah. and and the book is here and it was like 
uh, it's full of information. <laughs> what inspired you to write this book? So I think one of the main reasons was the giving back. I just felt that, you know, I, I, I at a point came in my life and I said, I need to tell people because not that I won many medals, not that I'm a top, you know, this thing, but I, my journey was special. My journey was different. My journey was very, very different. And it was, as you said, you know, earlier, the amount of people that came into my lives is for them as well to, and for people to understand that the universe does uh, provide, the un people will come together. So I thought it was really important as a small way, it's again, touching more people. You know, if I've even changed five people's lives to me, I've done my job. The book has done its job. That's the way you got to look at everything. It's not about book sales. As you know, you know nobody makes money selling yeah. books. You know, that's yeah. not the idea. The idea is, just, again, it's the wrong concept to be a bestseller, be the number one book. No, no, no. Mine is to change people's lives. If I could do that, if somebody read the book and says, wow, we can do it, whatever their dream could be, it's possible. Then, then the, the whole idea of writing my book has been achieved. I feel, you know, people who know you through your book are going to, uh, you know, have a part of you with them always. You know, the kind of person that you are, the kind of energy that you radiate, it is, it is, you know, it is very rare to see people, you know, so genuine, so passionate and so giving. So I, I feel, uh, you know, this book is going to do much more than, than, what, you are, <laughs> yeah, than what you were expecting because, you know, through... So when I thought, um, you know, I, I, I was reading the book, I just felt that uh, the person writing the book uh, is, is a person uh, that uh, has lived a life so passionately, you know, and that passion is attracting, you know, like we, we all want that, that law of attraction to work faster and quicker and so yeah. perfect that you don't have time to doubt yourself. You know, it's just happening and, you know, people are putting you back into place and <laughs> just aligning you into yeah. and making you the, your best version, you know, and preparing you for this massive uh, victory. So uh, the book has done, um, I, I really want to congratulate you for your yeah, Thank you so that. much. That's very kind of you. And uh, so uh, the last question, uh, India, you know, how would you like to sum up uh, India's, you know, what would you like uh, people to take back from this book? And also, as a person, how do you want people to remember you? <laughs> remember me? I don't, I, don't, I don't know if they remember me or not. But from the, from the main message from the book is to, I would say, is, you know, follow your passion, live your dream, and get out of your comfort zone. That mm -hmm. is the first thing you have to do. Think big, as big as you can. Dream even bigger. And then, this is the most important, never, ever give up. You know, because you are going to fall and you're going to sometimes keep falling and you're going to think. But if you stay focused and keep trying and don't try the same thing. So, you know, what I say is if you keep doing the same thing, you'll get the same yeah. result. So that's very common. So try and change a little bit your path, but never give up. Beautiful. And what about, uh, you know, if you have to define Imtiaz in one word? In one word. Uh... <laughs> it's a hard <laughs> word. <laughs> and now this is going to be difficult. Now, I can't talk. I hate talking about myself that way. I mean, one word would be uh, resilient. Yeah. I don't take no for an answer. Yeah. I want to put, now that it, this is something, I don't know whether it's recorded or not, but it's something that uh, somebody said, you know, in the book, they said, you know, you never take no, you just keep going, you keep going. So I was telling this to a lady I, I worked with very closely in Australia. So I don't know, you want to put this in the show. So I was talking to her and I said, you know, Desley, I remembered you so much because when I was working with her, we would go for a meeting and the meeting would say no and I would come back and she said, now what are you going to do? I said, 
why, why, why didn't say why, why did you say what are we going to do she said no but they said no i said, they didn't say no they said maybe they said, they said no they said no i said i didn't hear no i heard maybe you know they didn't say no way she said no they didn't say no way they just said no i said then that's a maybe <laughs> So you have to have that attitude a little bit, you know? Absolutely. And I think, you know, that is where, um, you know, the energy, uh, the, the energy that you radiate <laughs> is contagious. Uh, and I think, you know, uh, probably people need more people like you in their life because, yeah. you know, they need to open the doors of possibilities. I yes. think we are very constricted when it comes to, um, you know, when you say dreaming big, because we, we think about limited possibilities. Always. And that's the sad part. Yeah, but we are taught that way, you know. As Indians, we are taught like that. As a as a community, as a home, everywhere, you know, it's yeah. all about you know. Even the things that we do, you know, I hate to say that, you know, what will people say, or you know, we you know, what about this, or you know, what about the, you know, everything is it's all restricted. Everything we did. That's why in my book I said when I rode my horse, that freedom I got, you know, because everywhere else is do your homework, do your this thing, eat your vegetables, make your bed. Have you done this? Have you done that? You know. So true. Ride free. <laughs> And that freedom is is yes. all about you know freedom of expression, freedom of thinking, freedom of being, and yeah. thank you so much, Imtiaz. No, thank you. Wonderful, uh, you know, uh, podcast, and I'm sure it's going to inspire so many people, and uh, more and more people would li- like to come and spend some time, you know, uh, at your training school, and maybe you know. I hope you'll come one day. <laughs> definitely, I like signed up internally for this. <laughs> I would love I've, got a, I've got a boy just now from Gurgaon, actually. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I know a boy and a girl that came. So lovely, lovely. They, they came and spent a whole month with me. That's amazing. Yeah, probably we should plan for, you know, <laughs> with, with Imtiaz and the horses and just experience this uh, beautiful, um, you know, sport together. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much Imtiaz. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you so much. God bless you and may this book, uh, you know, serve its purpose and inspire many more people. Thank you.